This is News Talk. Not an awful lot about Ukraine on the front pages today. The Irish Times does lead with it. It has a photograph of a Ukrainian woman lighting a candle during Mass in Odessa yesterday with a stunning sunlight coming in through the window there. Uh, they say that Ukraine's intelligence chief has warned that Russia is planning to split the country in two along Korean lines as President Vladimir Zelensky urged NATO to share its weapons rather than let them gather dust. He says he only needs about 1% of the NATO's supplies. Uh, And this is all, of course, after a speech by US President Joe Biden, who said that Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power. And then we had the White House spending all weekend trying to soften up those comments and kind of say he didn't really mean it like that. Uh, So a bit of a mess when you come to international diplomacy over the weekend. We'll talk more about that with Professor Paul Rogers shortly here on Breakfast Briefing. The other story on the front of the Irish Times, Owen Keegan uh, is in the papers, he being Dublin City Council Chief Executive, and he wants to aggressively restrict road space for cars to provide more protected cycle lanes in the city. Uh, so obviously we don't have congestion charges in Dublin and Owen Keegan is sort of saying well if we don't have them then what we need to do is reallocate space to cyclists. This is the best and indeed the only option to meet the council's targets for decarbonising transport and for growing cycling numbers. He was speaking at a cycling symposium in Dublin so I suppose preaching to the converted he was talking to a group of cyclists and saying we need more cycle lanes and let's get some of the car parking spaces out of the city and have safer cycling lanes. I'd have to say, as someone who drives in the city, when I drive home in the morning time, I don't know how some cyclists do it. It looks so dangerous and you see that they're just very close to crashing into cars because cars are weaving into cycle lanes and blocking them and it doesn't seem like a safe city for cycling when you compare it to other cities like you know the usual Amsterdam or places like that. Other interesting story in the front of the Irish Times is about the country's sheriffs um, and they obviously recover unpaid taxes for the state but the worry is that they might actually be forced out of the business because collecting taxes or tax enforcement has been suspended as a result of the pandemic and now sheriffs are warning that they face suspending or closing their offices because they can't cover their costs because of a collapse in revenue commissioners' warrants issued to collect unpaid taxes. So one of the unintended consequences of the pandemic. The Irish Independent goes with all... I think we've three housing reports out today. We've daft.ie, myhome.ie and we've OREA. They have their average house price report they're all out this morning. We'll have a lot more here on News Talk throughout the morning on these housing reports. But the Irish Independent says that house prices in Ireland are now rising by €100 Euro a day, uh, which is Celtic Tiger levels, as the market shows no sign of slowing down. So the Irish Independent OREA average house price survey found that average house prices rose by 3.16% nationally in the first three months of the year. Uh, and almost 60% of all purchasers were first-time buyers, and in Dublin that rose to 76%. So expect to hear an awful lot about housing uh, right throughout the day. Now, also, the Cabinet uh, this week is going to be looking at pensions, and the Irish Independent has a preview. They say that the government will pay €1 for every €3 an employee puts into their pension fund under a new auto-enrolment system to be agreed by Cabinet this week. Um, it will see everyone earning more than €20,000 
automatically signed up to make contributions for their retirement fund. And, you know, there are a lot of people who don't have a pension, a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, who say, I can't afford it with rent and with mortgages and all of that. It looks like they're going to be forced to now automatic enrolment in order to secure their future because we've an ageing population, people living longer and what do you do about their living costs as they get older? Well, the government will put one euro for every three that an employee puts into their pension fund. Speaking of money and salaries and all that stuff, the Irish Examiner tells us that more than 20 HSE staff earned in excess of €400,000, one staff taking home uh, one staff member taking home between six hundred and forty and six hundred and fifty thousand euro. Big big bucks there. The figures show that the highest earners in the HSE are consultants. Twenty three paid more than four hundred thousand euro in basic salary overtime and allowances. However, their take-home pay is far higher than that once pension allowances and private earnings are factored in. We're in the wrong job here. The HSE said while salary scales for consultants top out at around €309,000, staff are paid overtime and allowances. So if you get the calculator out and do their overtime allowances, pensions, all that stuff, it's far north of €400,000. That's a big report in the Examiner this morning. The Irish Daily Mail looks at something else that's going to cabinet this week. Murderers face a minimum of 20 years in jail under new powers that the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, is considering giving to judges. These are new sentencing measures also being planned for domestic abuse and those who groom children for crime. Judges will be given the power to ensure that murderers serve at least 20 years. Uh, which is very interesting. These reforms are going to be brought forward, I assume, to Cabinet later this week. That's probably why the story is out this morning. The Irish Daily Star, the Irish uh, Daily Mirror and the Irish Sun all go with that incident in Cork over the weekend. But actually, they've different reporting of it. This is the death of Shane Murphy, described in the Irish Daily Star as a pitch-and-put star. Uh, and in the Irish Daily Star and the Irish Daily Mirror, they say that he died protecting his dad. The Irish Sun says that he was knifed in his sleep. So there's a difference of reporting of those tragic incidents in Cork. Now, if you're planning your summer holidays, well, bad news if you want to go to some of the hot spots because in the Indo this morning, we're told that prices for popular family holiday destinations have rocketed by up to 16%. Figures obtained by the Irish Independent, the Irish Traveller, Agents Association show popular sun holidays in the Canaries, Spain and Portugal are significantly more expensive in July and August of this year compared to the same period in 2019. Now, we're not talking about during lockdown or anything like that. This was actually before lockdown, back in 2019. Prices this year a lot more expensive. So if you were to head off to Lanzarote there, the price of a holiday in Lanzarote was around €746. The same holiday this year has risen by €85. If you wanted to go to Gran Canaria in 2019, it would have been €810. Now it's gone up 73 euro. So that's the Canaries. Even more expensive, though, to head off to the Algarve. Uh, the Irish love the Algarve. Prices have jumped by around 118 euro compared to 2019. So I suppose book early, book quickly would be the advice there, I imagine. They have some tips in the Irish Independent of how you can reduce your costs. Um, 
obviously number one being don't go at peak times in July and August because you're going to pay a lot lot more book early and maybe consider uh, going to Ireland instead for your holidays although I know a lot of people really looking forward to going abroad this year the Telegraph this morning looks at CVs they have an interview with Matt Hancock who is the former British Health Secretary and he is saying that employers shouldn't throw out CVs if they have spelling errors because obviously a lot of people live with dyslexia. So in the past, employers would get, or recruiters or whoever, would get a CV in, and if there were spelling errors, they may be inclined to just throw it out and say, ah, there's you know spelling wrong there, would never employ them. Matt Hancock is saying, now, well, hold on, people have dyslexia, but they can still make excellent employees, of course, and don't disregard the CV just because of spelling problems there, which I think makes a lot of sense. Gordon Ramsay in the past has uh, banned mobile phones in his restaurants, but that's all changed now. Uh, He banned restaurants from, sorry, he banned mobile phones from three of his restaurants back in 2006. This is according to the Mail. But now he says that mobile phones are the best thing that could happen to restaurants because obviously people take pictures of the food, put them up on Instagram. It's good for publicity. uh, And also they are critics. So everyone is a critic now. So you get instant feedback for the food you're serving because people will tweet about it or put it up on Instagram. So a bit of a change there. There is nothing worse though than looking around a restaurant and seeing people, you know, on their phones. I was out on Saturday night, there was two people beside us, both on their phones, non-stop, just scrolling social media, not talking, and it just looked really, really bad. But anyway, Gordon Ramsay doesn't have a problem with it anymore. Final story for you, staying with food, this time we're talking chocolate, and it's in the sun. We've another example of shrinkflation, where the price uh, goes up and maybe the size of things goes down. A row was blown up after Cadbury shrunk its dairy milk. Its parent company, Mondelez, blamed inflation for a €2 bar getting reduced from 200 grams to 180 grams and they're all giving out on Twitter about it. In 2012, a 49 gram bar went to 45 grams. Uh, A year earlier, the 140 gram bar was reduced to 120. Now the latest is it's gone from a 200 gram, this is the big bar now, to 180 and they're blaming inflation and all those stuff. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.